Welcome back to the Hemingway List podcast for a new year. It's the 1st of January. We're going to be starting Buddenbrooks today, but I'm going to do this podcast in two halves. I'm going to do two podcasts is what I should say. First of all, I'm going to do this podcast just to wrap up the previous year. We haven't yet discussed Elegy Written in a Country Churchyard by Thomas Gray, so um, I'll quickly discuss that and I'll post that. And then I'll do a separate podcast to start Button Books. The reason being, I just want it to be so that um, the books themselves, uh, if we want to catalogue the episodes of the podcasts, we can kind of catalogue them by what books we read. So if someone wants to jump in and just listen to Button Books, they don't have to hear us talking about allergy written in the country courtyard, churchyard, sorry. Um... Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that makes sense. So, our daily reading for yesterday on New Year's Eve. Did this poem inspire any introspection in you on this New Year's Eve? And what are your ambitions for 2022? Techrific came in as a MVP, as he often does, with a vocabulary for the whole poem. And then, Swim said the Mama Fishy posted a, um, copy-pasted a chart from Lit Charts, which summarizes the poem by rewriting each stanza in modern English. Swim said the mum, she says, I recommend not reading it during the podcast because it's very long. It is very long, so I won't read it now, um, because it's, it is quite long, but I'll give you an example. Um, so the first line of the poem is, the curfew tolls the knell of parting day. And the literal translation is, The church's evening bell signals that the day is ending. The lowing herd wind slowly over the lee. The mooing cows travel slowly across the grass. Right? Isn't that cool? What I'd love to do is read the poem, then read this literal translation, and then read the poem again, and then you should be able to understand every single line of the poem, really, when you do it that way. I think that's a really cool thing to do. I won't do that, but I will read through the vocab, which is long in itself, but there's a lot of words here that might not be familiar. So let's learn a few words, courtesy of Techrific. Nell, K-N-E-L-L, the sound of a bell rung slowly to announce a death. Lee, L-E-A, a field covered with grass or herbage and suitable for grazing by livestock. Plod, Walk heavily, low, less than normal, less than normal in degree or into okay, we know low. Lull, make calm or still. Bower, a framework that supports climbing plants. Molder, decay or break down. Yew, Y-E-W, evergreen tree or shrub. Rude, belonging to an early stage of technical development. Hamlet, a community of people smaller than a village. Clarion, loud and clear. Hearth, an open recess in a wall where fire can be built. Sire, the male parent of an animal, oft, many times, often. Furrow, a low, uh, sorry, a long shallow trench in the ground. Glebe, plot of land belonging to an English parish church. Jocund is full of or showing high-spirited merriment. Grandeur, we know grandeur. Annals, a chronological account of events. Heraldry, the study, design, or classification of a coat of arms. Pomp is cheap or pretentious or vain display. Impute means a tribal credit. Fretted, 
having frets, urn, a large vase that usually has a pedestal or feet, celestial relating to or inhabiting a divine heaven, lyre, L-Y-R-E, a harp, ample, more than enough, penury, a state of extreme poverty, genial, diffusing warmth and friendliness, serene, not agitated, dauntless, invulnerable or to fear, Milton is a famous poem, Cromwell is an English general, circumscribe is to draw a geometric figure around another fi figure pang is a sharp feeling ingenious uh, sorry ingenuous is lacking in sophistication or worldliness ingenuous uh, muse in ancient greek mythology any of the nine daughters of zeus the protector of an art or a science ignoble is dishonorable sequestered means to keep separate tenor the adult male singing voice, nigh, near in time, also soon, uh, uncouth, lacking refinement, implore means to beg, an elegy is a mournful poem, which is what this is, it's an elegy written in a country churchyard, um, a mournful poem, I, I lament for the dead, strew, spread out by scattering, precinct uh, is a district, pious, having or showing and expressing reverence for a deity, Wanted, with an O, commonly used or practiced. Kindred, uh, kindred spirits. Haply, by accident, that's with one P, H-A-P-L-Y. Hoary means having grey or white hair with age. Swain is a young male suitor. Noontide is the middle of the day. Poor, P-O-R-E, is a tiny hole admitting passage of a liquid. Yon, distant but within sight. Um, rove. Move about aimlessly. Wan, W-A-N, deficient in colour, pale. Forlorn, uh, showing hopelessness. Rill is a small stream. Dirge is a song of mourning. Lay means put into a certain place. Epitaph, an inscription in memory of a buried person. Recompense is make payment to. Abode is a uh, dwelling. And a bosom is a breast. There we go. A lot of good words. I love it. A lot of good words. Swims to the Mofi, she said, I had forgotten that far from the madding crowd originated with this poem. Yeah, no, and I think I misread it. I, In fact, I did misread it. I said maddening crowd. <laughs> Even though I knew, I know far from the madding crowd as in the name of the book, which is also a Thomas, it's a, oh wait, that's Thomas Hardy. Wait, who wrote this poem? Thomas Gray. Yeah, sorry, I'm getting mixed up. Okay, so Far From the Madding Crowd comes from that poem. I didn't know that. Madding means acting madly or frenzied. Frenzied. So I guess yeah, it's different from maddening. I like this definition, says Swim. To be far from the madding crowd is to be removed either literally or figurative from the frenzied actions of any large crowd or from the bustle of civilization. Uh, the last time I read this poem, I was in high school. I, in fact, wrote a paper on it and got an A. Oh, wow. Okay, well, you're an expert. That's awesome. Several decades have ensued since then, and this line really resonated with me. He gained from heaven, t'was all he wished, a friend. Gray lost his BFF at a young age to death. I'm assuming he is referencing reuniting with him after his death. Gray wrote a sonnet to his lost friend. I, too, lost my BFF to death 27 years ago. I miss him just as much now as then. Part two, my ambition this year is to complete my cookbook, 
I've been working on. Now that I've told you all, I am committed. Wow. That is a cool ambition. You know what we should do, Swim? Um, once once we settle into the year, let's not bite off more than we can chew here, but once we settle in and we're ready to take on a little extra fun, uh, you should suggest one of your recipes, if you're comfortable to do one, to do that, and we'll do a little, like a little cook-along or something, or we can all have a go at uh, making the recipe and, and share our results. What do you reckon of that? Uh, and also, do finish your cookbook so we can all buy it and make your food. Uh, if indeed that's, you know, your ambition for the cookbook. <clears throat> Alright. Allergy in a country churchyard made me feel very introspective. And I don't know if it was the poem or just the fact that it was New Year's Eve and that tends to happen with me on New Year's Eve. But uh, regardless, I actually think the poem worked for New Year's Eve in, in some strange way. Just poetry in general, I think. It's it's nice to read a little poetry you know, on one of those days where you, you're thinking about stuff. <laughs> Which I don't do that often anymore. I try not to think if I can help it. Alright. Let's wrap this up so we can start Brooks. I um I'll see you soon.